Good morning, everybody. It's Michelle with Studio City Now. And today my guest is Colonel Daryl Harrelson, who is a Kentucky Colonel. Good morning. Thank you for joining me. Hey, good morning. So how are you doing this morning? You have your coffee yet? I'm actually, I'm a bad boy. I'm doing Coke Zero right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's caffeine. What can we say? <laughs> caffeine and sugar, yeah. No sugar. I, I never do sugar. My, all my family, everybody in my family is a diabetic except me, so I watch the sugar and salt. Yeah, I like you too much to lose you. <laughs> and we reconnected or connected because I know I've met you before. What, about five, six years ago? I, yeah, something like that. Yeah, which was great. So, you know, we were talking earlier and just through conversations over the past couple of years, um, you've told me you were the vice president of the North America Country Music Association and president of the California Country Music Association. Right. What drew you to music? Well, uh, <laughs> what drew? I've been a, a drummer since I was eight years old or sixth grade, I guess, is when I really started taking formal training. So I, I've always, I grew up in, in music and band and orchestra and marching band and, you know, travel the world. And uh, senior year of high school, we got to go to Mexico City with the band and got to, you know, go to the Olympic Stadium and meet Pele and, and do a lot of shows on Mexican TV. We did, uh, got to go see the, the pyramids which were incredible at that time. And then through different organizations, I got to travel a lot of different places. And, and I had a friend that used to take me to the old Palomino is how I got into country music. Uh, oh my Dave, God. Dave Duran used to take me to the old Palomino. And uh, over time we got to know people and uh, I became a judge for their weekly talent competition uh, over time. And I got met a lot of people, got a lot of connections over a few years of doing the talent judge thing and became part of the California Country Music Association, worked my way up through that over many years and ended up being the president of that after several years of, of the entire state organizations. We had six different regions. Through that, I became associated with the North American Country Music Associations International, uh, and then they started these national talent competitions, and I became part of that organization. And so when you would compete at California level uh, as a musician or an artist, because of my connections, we'd then be able to take you to Nashville, and you could compete in Nashville and perform out there. So it was quite a benefit for up-and-coming musicians and, and kids and things that were just learning music to work their way up through talent competitions to a national exposure and a national level. Oh my gosh. I never knew this. <laughs> the pal. I saw Linda Ronstan and the Stone Ponies, who I believe later became the Eagles. The Stone Ponies? Well, maybe one or yeah. two. Of them. Yeah, sure. But wow. I mean, oh God, what a place. My parents snuck me in because I was like 13 or 14 and I looked like I was 20. <laughs> How nice. Yeah, the Palomino was great, and I got to meet a lot of people through that, and and uh, it was really, I was there the night that it closed, and it was really a, a sad thing, basically, the bank, because there was some old lawsuits from the 80s, from the Billy days, there was, uh, the bank basically took it over and forced them to close, and there was talk of moving the Palomino over to uh, the Gene Autry Museum at Griffith Park, and having a Palomino too, but that didn't come about because of financial stuff and 
And it's unfortunate because it was a great place. Oh, a lot of people got their start there. Oh, yeah. So um, that got you into music, basically, you know, drumming and everything, too. Yeah, the countryside of it, sure. So um, you also told me you work with a lot of indie artists. Yeah, I've worked with uh, with hundreds and hundreds of, of indie artists that have come up through the ranks of California Country Music Association or, or on the national level. I've also worked with Country Music Associations of America, which was another national organization that would do talent benefit shows in Las Vegas. So I'd go out to Vegas for a week. We'd do these national competition. People would fly in from all over the country. And I was doing sound and stage work there. So we do like 400 bands in a week. You know, you go in the first night, you lose all your money. And thank God the organization would feed and, and, and you know, I had something to do because I was out of money after the first day. So being involved with the show, I at least had something to do. <laughs> yeah, Vegas does that to you. That's yeah. why I bought myself a slot machine and a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese tokens. <laughs> <laughs> We just did shows at the Hacienda and the, the Showboat out there were a couple of the casinos that we did shows mm -hmm. at. Um, and then in, in Nashville, we did shows in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. So through that, I got to meet a lot of great people, little Jimmy Dickens. I met Billy Tutal Walker. I met, got to work with Donna Fargo, got to work with uh, Lynn Anderson and Leroy Van Dyke and, and a lot of legends I got to work with because of doing shows in that area. I got to go see the Jordanaires 50th anniversary, got to work with them because uh, as part of the national thing, there was actually a hall of fame also where they bring in, uh, you know, some of the, some of the legends and, and talk about their work and, and give them an award for their work in music uh, as part of the, the talent, the uh, talent competition. And, you know, I meet people like Hank Sugarfoot Garland, who was part of the A team who got to work with, Elvis, I got to work with everybody, or Charlie Hodge, who worked with Elvis for 20-something years. And, you know, you got to meet a lot of great people through that, through the, the organization. Oh, wow. Yeah, a friend of mine's um, uncle was one of Elvis's bodyguards. So for my friend's mm -hmm. 16th birthday, Elvis had given her uncle this really cool Firebird or Camaro or, I mean, that, that car, because they, they looked basically alike. And he gave it to her, and I'm like, this is too cool. An Elvis car. <laughs> nice. Wow. So, you know, one of my favorite country artists, which I know you didn't work with because she passed away in 63, was Patsy Cline. Yeah. I got to meet her husband. Uh, Charlie Dick? Her, yes. Uh, he was at the first show that we did in 98, I think it was, in Gatlinburg, so yeah, we got to got to work with him at that show. Uh, he was part. He was accepting an award uh, for Patsy uh, at our Hall of Fame talent competitions for the North American Country Music Associations International. And um, we had a lot of great people there uh, that year, including, as I said, some of the A Team, uh, Hank Sugar, Pitt Garland, and anyway, I, I got to meet I got to meet uh, some some real legends through that show. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love country music, and I love the old country music, the Kitty Wells, the early Willie Nelson. Hmm. I'm a friend of Kitty Wells' bass player, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've, we've actually done some shows together. I love it. Well, now, also, you have a publishing company, or you're involved with a publishing company, Big Fish? I produce for Big Fish Music Publishing. Uh, they, they have quite a few artists, and, and I do uh, a lot of the demos or songs that are being worked up for music or film or different projects, you know, you need to tweak it and make something louder, change the arrangement a bit. So I produce 
uh, music for that and do a lot of audio production for indie artists also on my own. Um, do a lot of artist development through the talent competitions that you kind of learn what an artist needs in some ways to make them a better entertainer, a better artist, a better singer, whatever it might be. And so you know, give them that confidence that they're going to need to get up there and stand in front of people. So I kind of help a lot of people through the artist development piece of uh, stuff that I do. And um, how do you get your artists just through the talent competitions or? Actually, most of them have contacted me through mutual friends or, or uh, people that I know. I haven't, uh, haven't really done a lot of advertising the last few years. Um, I just have clients that contact me that are working up songs. I have, uh, I have one artist, for example, that I did a three song demo for him maybe more than five years ago. And then he came back to me last year and wanted to work up some more songs, wanted to work up a, a complete CD. So we've been working on songs for him and, and I help him in the co-writing part of it when needed or lyrically or whatever they need. I also have people, uh, I've, uh, a woman in Florida, for example, that she'll send me poems or semi-lyrics and I'll work them up for her and then put them into a melody and come up with the melody and we'll share songwriting credit on that. If I do more than 25% of the song, I'll get a, a credit. If I'm less than 25%, I don't usually, you know, want a credit for the song. So, you know, I'll push a person in the right direction, but I don't want to do all the work for them. But uh, I, I do work with a lot of a lot of artists, but I haven't done a lot of advertising. And I guess I probably should start again now that uh, everybody's stuck at home. It's probably a good time to start uh, doing that kind of thing. Well, I know since I've been stuck at home, I've painted, I've cleaned. My dogs get bathed every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've cooked, I've eaten, I've gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be glad when it's over and we can all uh, get back to somewhat normal life. <laughs> oh, it'll be over in November. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I agree with you on that one. You know, because summer will have gone and <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, we're going to Vegas in a couple of weeks, and, you know, it's over 100 degrees there, so, you know, we should be pretty safe. But uh, even there, the things are a little nutsy right now. Oh, yeah, I used to live in Vegas when I was still married to Satan. Ah. and um... <laughs> <laughs> Good place for Satan to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, he and I talk now, but... Um... Yeah, we used to live um, in the lakes. We had a place there and a, our place here. Okay. And I miss the excitement of Vegas. Um, what he's told me is things are slowly starting to reopen. Yeah, I have two friends that actually are high school friends that one is a dealer at the Aria or actually uh, pit boss at the Aria and another one works in the city. And so um, the one at the Aria actually just got called back to, to work in July. So he's pretty happy. He's been off for, you know, several months like everybody else. And he was afraid he wasn't going to get called back. But things are starting to come back to life over there. Yeah. I mean, life will not be the same, but at least we'll be able to go out again and uh, shopping and restaurants. What I miss is actually, you're going to laugh. Sitting in Starbucks. <laughs> well, I, you know, one of my side gigs is I am a supervisor for 
uh, event security for several venues. Mm -hmm. And so like in February, I was doing security for Tony Bennett and I was doing it for Catherine McPhee and Jackie Ivanko and, and Don Fielder and different people. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, this thing hits. And the day that they canceled shows, I was supposed to be doing um, Frankie Valley and we were going to be doing Kansas and different bands. So we had to miss out on all those. And I was thinking, okay, June, July, it'll be coming back. Well, now I'm hearing probably not till next year. And we're going to start doing these drive-in concert things. I'm doing a, running a crew this weekend for a drive-in concert series with Garth Brooks, but it's basically on a screen. It's not live. And it's like, okay, well, that's okay. But it's not the same thing as having a live performance. No, not at all. Um, what I do like, and I do hope they come back, these little venues like Coffee Gallery, we're talking 50 people, and not just a hole in the wall place. Or even if they do, I mean, I, I wouldn't even, I think drive-in concerts where you have a live band might even be a, a decent thing, where people would be allowed to maybe put up chairs in front of their cars, but you still have distancing. Something like that might mm -hmm. be a good idea also. I just, you know, there's ways to get around it with keeping a little space between your groups. Uh, especially outdoors during the summer is perfect for this type of a thing. I've always been a live music guy. You know, one of the reasons I, I stopped doing the California country music is it became more over time because of economics of a karaoke contest because live bands, it costs money for live bands to travel from California to Nashville and compete and do all that kind of thing. And, and it got very cost prohibitive for a lot of the live bands to travel to these live events. And mm -hmm. so more artists started using tracks and over time it just became you know the same six songs on tracks and an artist you're not going to learn as much with tracks than you are with a live band because like you know there, there's errors that happen with live bands that you have to learn to overcome in the moment and if you don't learn those if you don't learn those uh you'll never be a great performer because you've got to whatever happens in the moment, you've got to be ready for it and you've got to be able to adapt to it in a live situation. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And also in a live performance, even if you make a mistake, the audience loves it. Sure. Because it's like, oh my gosh, Joe Blow up on stage is human. You know, he's not this perfect person. He's human and he does the stuff we all do. Yeah, and, 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 I, and it's unfortunate because 20 years ago, 15 years ago, we used to have these music organizations that would help develop talent. And even the people that I grew up with, like Cliffy Stone, who was, who, who had a, he was a manager at a, a ballroom that did country music, and he was producer for Tennessee Ernie Ford and these type of things. They all started in, in organizations with independent talent, and then they developed that into other things. Colonel Ralph Hicks was the, the person that founded the California Country Music Association. And he mm -hmm. founded different music organizations that helped develop these artists. And we really don't have that kind of thing anymore. When I first started off, we'd go into a pizza parlor and we'd say, hey, we'll come in and we'll give you free talent on a Sunday afternoon if our bands can come in here and play. And they were happy because they're going to make a few extra bucks. Today, they want you to pay for that or they don't want to give you any any of the money for the entry fee or anything else it's all it's all about money today and it's just it's really um we kind of need to get back to basics in a way 
Now, I remember growing up, um, the Battle of the Bands. Same type of a thing, sure. Yeah. Do you think that'll ever happen again, or those days are just over? In today's <laughs> environment, they want some outrageous prize. They don't want just a trophy. They want $10,000. Well, that's kind of cost prohibitive if you're on a shoestring budget, that you're going to host it. I mean, there's still traditional organizations. I do some work now with the Arizona Country Music Association, uh, and they have, you know, as they're eating type of a thing, but they're like veterans halls and things like that. Um, it's, it's a different environment now, and, and we got to get the younger people in there like we used to. We had, a, you know, we had 50% kids in California Country Music Association. We had nine and 10 year olds learning to sing and up there and just belting out. And a lot of these people live in Nashville now or have done things with their life are still entertainers, or, and I'm so mm -hmm. proud of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm amazed at all the talent that's out there. Um, the indie talent is incredible, not just country music, but all indie talent. Sure, and, and it's just hard to find good outlets nowadays. I mean, yeah, you can put up YouTube videos. You can do the TikTok, which I don't recommend because it's just kids doing lip syncing. I mean, that's a waste of time. Um, YouTube's okay, but you're not going to get you're, – you're working so hard to make YouTube money. You need to work to make yourself money and get yourself out in front of local audiences and local things. Build up your fan base. Get those email addresses and things locally so you'll, you'll have a support system as you, as you slowly uh, become the artist or entertainer. Do you think house concerts will ever come back? Well, I'm a drummer, so I've never been a big fan of house concerts because I, I like a beat in my music. <laughs> I like a drum. And cajones are okay, but, you know, I, I prefer a drum set, so I'm, I'm a little biased in that regard. <laughs> that I can understand. Wow. So um, you were doing allied services or security services? I, 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 I do event security for, for uh different shows and stuff, but obviously with the things going on with the health right now that uh, there's not a lot, a lot of events. It's just, just barely starting to start up again. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I used to partner, my organization used to partner with the uh, Nashville Songwriters Association. We used to put on joint concerts, mm -hmm. for example, uh, at different places. And that was kind of fun because we get like three artists from Nashville Songwriters and we get three bands from, California Country Music Association, and we'd have the group perform and and, and maybe have a comedian do the warm-up type of a thing. And it was great. And it didn't cost anybody money because, I mean, you come in and you pay a $10 entry fee, whatever it was, and have a couple of drinks. And and the, the venue owner usually was fine with that at that time. And, and that's kind of what we got to get back to now. I'll, I'll give a shout-out, for example, to okay. Jay Warwinski. He runs indie music. He still does a Hall of Fame show every year. He used to be out at the Federal Bar in North Hollywood. But you can still, every year, you can still get to see legends getting awards and talking about how they, how they made it in music. I get to meet Keith Emerson of Emerson Lake and Palmer through him and, and Bootsy Collins and different people through, through their organization. But they still gear towards the independent artist and they do showcases. And so even though a lot of that, it, it is a lot of money out of Jay's pocket and, and investors' pockets, 
at least there are some people that are still trying to carry on the ability for artists to have an outlet to perform um, in front of a new audience and, and build their base. And we need definitely. more of that type of thing. Definitely, definitely. Now, you also said that you will help or you have helped, you know, songwriters. Have you ever thought of maybe giving classes or something online, you know, to teach people how to write? Well, we've talked about it a little bit, Chuck, uh, from Big Fish Music Publishing. We've talked about maybe doing some kind of seminar. Now that people are kind of stuck at home, it might be a little easier to put together than it was when people were, you know, constantly busy doing other things. So it's something we can certainly think about. Okay, great. Now, how can people find you? I have a website, a majorlabelmusic.com or mlestudios.com. Uh, I, I work in the uh, San Fernando Valley. I have a little home, uh, I call it a home studio, but it's a professional studio. It was built by a guy that designed studios for Disney. It's got a different you know, control room, drum room, vocal booth type of thing. It's not a bedroom studio or, you know, one of, you know every, nowadays a 19 year old has a laptop and they call themselves a music producer. Now this is a little, <laughs> this is a little different. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I've seen it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got some nice equipment here, and uh, I will say so. I, I've been very lucky in that regard. So, but I, I would love to work with people. Like I said, major label music. My email is mail at majorlabelmusic.com. Um, oh, and the Colonel thing, we we didn't talk about that I was too much ask you, yeah. uh, because of the the work I did in talent shows, like I was talking about in different parts of the country. I was doing a Kentucky Colonel. Uh, it's a commission by the Colonel by the governor of Kentucky. Basically, for those that have done good work for people of their state, because a lot of Kentucky artists would come down to these shows that we would do, I was nominated and, and granted a commission by the governor. Uh, it's, it's, it's a honorary award, basically, just saying you've done good for people in our state and we want to recognize you. And uh, I use it in, in California. It works. There's a ton of governors in Tennessee or, or Kentucky, you know because I'm in music, I use it here in California. And as we talked about earlier, I don't get free chicken or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I've, I've worked with the Kentucky Film Commission. So um, yeah, I didn't realize that was where you got it. I, I just didn't put two and two together. It's a, it's a thing you have to be nominated for and, and they have to go through a process to see if, if you've done enough for their community. I mean, I was very honored and I, I still am very proud of it to this day. I can imagine. Yeah, I would be too. So great. So um, are you on Instagram or Facebook? On Instagram, I'm uh, Colonel underscore Harrelson. Mm -hmm. And on Facebook, I'm under MLE Studios. Okay, great. Well, thank you so, so much. And um, eventually I'd like to do a part two. Great. But thank you so much, and I will talk to you soon. It's been a pleasure. Same here.